The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Happy game day, blogging the boys. It is Sunday, October 11th, 2020. The Dallas Cowboys getting ready to host the New York Football Giants. It is a reunion of sorts. We'll obviously get to that. You're listening to our official pregame show, appropriately titled The Pregame, here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network. I am RJ Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB. You hear me all the time here on the Podcast Network. I do our daily updates, the Ocho. I'm on Tuesday's show, the 750. You hear myself and two-time Super Bowl champion Tony Casillas. In fact, we offer you just the widest variety of shows here on the Blogging the Boys Podcast Network, so don't miss out on a single one. Search for Blogging the Boys wherever you get your podcasts. We are available on all major podcast platforms. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. We really appreciate those things. We enjoy talking Dallas Cowboys with anybody, with everybody, and we're excited to talk about this week's game with you right now. It is week five. The Dallas Cowboys are one in three on the season, have been playing, frankly, like basura, but thankfully for them, they are playing a team who is a little bit more less qualified to be in the NFL than they are these days in the New York football giants, the aforementioned football giants. They are 0 and 4 on the season looking for their first dub this is the first divisional game of the season for both the Cowboys and the Giants and it is of course the reunion that we have all been waiting for we've all you know we all bought special snacks right I mean we're we're busting out you know the special scotch for this game I mean you know we've been looking forward to this Jason Garrett is back Jason Garrett of course the head coach the Dallas Cowboys full-time from 2011 all the way through 2019 he is now the offensive coordinator for the New York Giants Jason Garrett of course Beyond playing for the Dallas Cowboys, also played for the New York Giants. He has spoken, uh, even as his time, or with his time, excuse me, that with the Dallas Cowboys, he spoke with high respect and high admiration for the Giants. It seems like a foregone conclusion that he would ultimately end up there when his time in Dallas uh, looked like it was going to come to an end. And lo and behold, it sure did. Now, I know, and you know, that Joe Judge is technically the head coach of the New York Giants, but these are Jason Garrett's Giants as far as we are all concerned, especially offensively, which which is frankly where we're going to be paying the most attention because the Dallas Cowboys defense has been bad. And these Cowboys have been, it's it's so hard to say disappointing. And maybe you disagree with that. And I think the qualifier is necessary. I've said this all week long, and I'm not trying to defend Mike McCarthy, but we need to say some things just because they are true, they are fair, and they are objective. Now, 
Mike McCarthy obviously has not had a traditional season in terms of his first year with the Dallas Cowboys. And that's true for everybody. That's true for Joe Judge. That's true for Kevin Stefanski, who just hung 49 points on Mike McCarthy's team. Obviously, our climate and what we're dealing with as a world uh, it has impacted how everybody's living. And so I, I realize that it is not an excuse. I'm simply saying it is a real data point. Beyond that, this is the first game, this game against the Giants, that the Cowboys will play this season with the knowledge that Tyron Smith is is now gone for the year. It was announced on Friday, two days ago. Mike McCarthy confirmed the report from NFL Network's Mike Garofalo and Jane Slater a day before. Mike McCarthy confirmed that Tyron Smith will undergo season-ending surgery next week. The Cowboys are hopeful that he'll be back in 2021. The Dallas Cowboys already down their other offensive tackle in Lyle Collins, who, unlike Tyron Smith, did not play a down this season. Also, it's worth mentioning that Travis Frederick retired shortly after Mike McCarthy took over his head coach his replacement if you want to call him that and Joe Looney has a sprained MCL he is scheduled or slated I should say to miss the next two to three weeks just depends how that's going to go Tyler Biotish the Cowboys fourth round rookie out of Wisconsin same place they got Travis Frederick of course seemingly is a much more stable option than anybody that's going to replace Tyron Smith or Lyle Collins but I bring all of this up to say that when Mike McCarthy you know signed his contract to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys he did so with the likely knowledge that at the very least Tyron Smith and Lyle Collins would be playing for his football team and quite possibly unless he knew at the time that Travis Frederick was going to retire that Travis Frederick would be playing as well so he's now down 60% of the offensive line that he thought that he would have there are many defensive players that are out Gerald McCoy one of the team's biggest offseason signings is gone because he got hurt on the first day of practice and so this this team and where they are a month into the season is very different than the one Mike McCarthy sat down and planned. That's all I'm saying. It is definitely true that you have to adjust in the NFL. That's life. Things happen. Injuries happen. Weird stuff happens. That's sports. That's life, like I said. And so Mike McCarthy ultimately has to be held responsible for that because he's the head coach. That's the hat that he wears. But it is worth saying, and that's why I said it. Now, let's talk about some of these injuries and some of the roster moves that the Dallas Cowboys made ahead of this game on Saturday, a day before this uh, that you and I are talking, a day before game day, the Dallas Cowboys made a handful of roster adjustments. It had been rumored all week long that Anthony Brown would be returning from injured reserve. And remember that injured reserve operates differently due to COVID-19 protocols. And now NFL players only have to be on injured reserve for three weeks before they are eligible to return. Anthony Brown is eligible to return. It was speculated all week long that he would rejoin the Cowboys. They are in massive need of help in their secondary. So they officially get Anthony Brown back. He is the first player that the Dallas Cowboys have brought back off of injured reserve so far this season. Other candidates for this potential obviously include Sean Lee, Leighton Vanderish. We'll see about Cam Irving, things like that. But Anthony Brown, the first one. So uh, the Cowboys activated Anthony Brown. He is now part of the 53-man roster, of course. So is Francis Bernard, a fan favorite linebacker, undrafted free agent linebacker out of Utah. Many people high on Francis Bernard in the training camp portion of the year. Obviously no preseason. He is now on the 50 53-man roster. The Cowboys have needed massive help in the linebacker department so far this season. I mentioned Sean Lee's out, Leighton Vanderish is out, and Jalen Smith is playing among the worst players on the Dallas Cowboys right now, which is not ideal. And so having Francis Bernard around is really, frankly, a better option than what the Cowboys have had coming into this stretch here against the Giants. Because, And I think it's worth mentioning that we're now 
I mean, you and I here, right? We're, we're putting a, a collective amount of pressure on Francis Bernard in a fair and moderate way, right? Okay, Francis, please, please, Francis, come in and, and help this defense because it's been so bad. We are now depending, theoretically, on three players that are either first or second year undrafted free agents. And I know the Dallas Cowboys have a long unstoried history of finding undrafted free agents, Tony Romo, Miles Austin, et cetera, et cetera. But Brandon Knight is a second-year undrafted free agent who the Dallas Cowboys are starting at left tackle now for the rest of the year without Tyron Smith. Terrence Steele, who has taken a lot of flack really because of his coaching staff and them leaving him out to dry. Terrence Steele has taken a lot of criticism for really not being a good starting NFL tackle. And wow, who would have thought that he would have been good as a rookie undrafted free agent out of Texas Tech? I mean, you know, it's not Terrence Steele's fault that he's not ready for the NFL. That's why he went undrafted. Yet the Dallas Cowboys have kind of isolated him in that particular regard. Hopefully he is up to the challenge. We will see if the Cowboys do elect to start Terrence Steele at right tackle later on today against the Giants. That is a bit more unknown. And as mentioned, we are now depending to a certain degree on Francis Bernard. There are a lot of people. I had some tweets about Francis Bernard that had some snide comments that said uh, the Cowboys should bench Jalen Smith and play Francis Bernard, etc. And you know, I don't know, a month ago, that would have sounded like a person just, you know, really loving their pet cat and Francis Bernard, right? But now, I don't want to say there's legitimate merit to that, but there's legitimate merit to that. So, uh, but that was the second move the Cowboys made on Saturday. They also elevated center Marcus Henry and defensive back Stephen Parker from the practice squad. Again, the Cowboys needing bodies in the secondary. And as mentioned, Tyron Smith will miss the rest of the season. He was placed on injured reserve. So was Joe Looney. I mentioned that Joe Looney expected to miss somewhere between two to three weeks with the sprained MCL. And again, due to the way that injured reserve is working here in the COVID-19 protocol season, you can you can put a guy on injured reserve that's scheduled to miss two to three weeks, and it kind of works out perfectly for you because you can have somebody else elevated. That is where the Cowboys elevated Marcus Henry because they need able bodies to play in NFL games. So uh, that brings us to where we are now. The Dallas Cowboys again 1-3, the New York Giants 0-4. It should be mentioned that Mike McCarthy is 1-3 in his first season with the Dallas Cowboys through four games, and that his predecessor, Jason Garrett, never went 1-3 during all nine seasons that he was the full-time head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. That's right. 2011, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. All nine of those years, the Dallas Cowboys, not once through four games, were ever one and three. They were either two and two, three and one. Um, You get the picture, obviously not one and three. And so that has a lot of people saying and wondering, what gives? What's happening? Why are the Cowboys this bad? And People are so frustrated with the Cowboys that this game against the Giants, the Cowboys are favored by nine and a half. You look at most places, and that is generally the line, obviously a bit plus or minus there. And I don't think anybody thinks they can cover that. For what it's worth, if you care about where I would put my jelly beans, I would not take the Dallas Cowboys to cover. I don't think they can. I I don't think they can. I mean, um, we're talking about a defense that is literally off to one of the worst starts not just in franchise history, but in NFL history, a defense that allowed the Cleveland Browns to rush for over 300 yards last week. I mentioned dropped 49 points on the Cowboys. And so I would take the New York Giants to cover. I really would today. And I know that that's laughable because the New York Giants offense has been very bad this year. Um, And, and, I've said this a few places leading up to this game, you know, done some different podcasts and different shows. Uh, Most notably, I jumped on the uh, Valentine's View podcast that my buddy Ed Valentine does at our giant side at SB Nation, Big Blue View. And so we were talking about this game and, you know, I I used to write bold predictions a long time ago and I don't do that anymore. Uh, But if, if I had to offer a bold prediction, it would be this. We are four games into the NFL season and the New York Giants have scored three touchdowns. 
three. Like, literally three. Like, literally one less than the number of games that they have played. I'm going to say that again because it's that astonishing. The New York Giants have played four games and scored three touchdowns. Shout out Jason Garrett and his offense. Run the ball. Uh, we make bingo cards every week at Blogging the Boys, and one of our bingo squares was that the Giants run the ball on at least five first downs. And you know that's inevitable. But even if that's what happens... I don't see how the Cowboys slow them down. I think, you know, the Giants are a team that should put something up like 10 points or whatever on every NFL team. That's just kind of how it goes. They haven't scored a touchdown in the last two weeks, mind you. All right, They have not scored a touchdown since week two. This is week five. Um, and I don't think that's going to be the case. I do think the Cowboys win this game. Um, I, I think that there are just too many reasons why. I think their offense is significantly better. And I think that, you know, if they have to get into a shootout like they did against Seattle, for example, or they did against Cleveland to an extent, I think, you know, they almost won those games in those games or against much better offenses than even, you know, this New York Giants offense. I mean, the Giants, it should be said, are operating without Saquon Barkley, without Sterling Shepard, and, you know, are, are certainly a very different version of themselves than they thought they would be this season, kind of like we talked about with Mike McCarthy. Um, and so this game will be won for the Cowboys on defense, which is a super scary sentence to say out loud. Um, and, and ultimately, they should, you know, Devonta Freeman's not going to run against the Cowboys, right? Like, that's not going to happen um, to, to the, you know, Kareem Hunt level of last week. But I think he will have success. And the bold prediction I'm getting at is the New York Giants have scored three touchdowns through four games this season. I think they match that. I really do. I think the New York Giants, at the very least, match that performance. And if you think that these last two weeks have been long for the Cowboys or this season has been long, if you think that, that it has been bad, I want you to imagine the Cowboys loss to the New York Giants and Jason Garrett's homecoming. Because if you want to see it hit the fan, that is what will happen. That will be one of the worst losses in the history of the Dallas Cowboys, maybe all time, certainly this millennium. I mean, it, it will be bad. I don't think it happens because th there's, again, the Cowboys have too many matchups that they should be able to exploit. I mean, and any time, there, there's no way any Giants secondary player is beating Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, or CeeDee Lamb. It's just not happening. And so that's why they should have that elite advantage. However, if they, if they bend, if they collapse, if they break on defense, that keeps it a game. And that's been the problem all season long, obviously. And I do think they'll bend. I really do. I don't know that they'll break entirely, but I do certainly unequivocally think that they will bend. Um, it's funny because we all expect this Giants offense to do well, right? And I'm recording this uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, by the way, shout out to my fighting Texas Aggies. Got the dub over the Florida Gators. It was beautiful. It was incredible. It was exhilarating. Oh, my gosh. Uh, it, was, it was awesome. So, you know, hullabaloo, connect, connect. Whoop! Anyway, uh, but as I'm recording this, Connor Livesey, who uh, hosts Talk on the Star here on the Block of the Boys podcast network, uh, tweeted out a screenshot of a daily fantasy lineup, um, and his lineup is pure giants. He's got Daniel Jones, he's got Darius Slayton, Devonta Freeman, Golden Tate, and Golden Tate's played well against the Cowboys, or that's the perception at least, right? He really has, and it's just something people say. Um, and from a fantasy angle, I would totally play Daniel Jones. If you're a daily fantasy player and you're looking for a discount or uh, benefit somewhere, I would 100% play Daniel Jones. And and he's going to perform well. He might not, you know, I think we all have this, you know, terrifying idea of what could happen, right? Like, oh my gosh, the Cowboys are going to just totally collapse. And I don't think that happens. That's why I think the Cowboys win. But they will breathe life into the Giants offense. That will unequivocally happen. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Um, so, you know, that's my prediction. Those are my two cents. But what do the rest of our BTB staffers think? Let's get to it. These are from all of our, well, not all of our, but most of our, you know, wonderful people that we have at Blog and the Boys. Not everybody has time. You know, we want to give you a sprinkle of these people and those people and that people and whatever the case may be. So let's hear from some of our wonderful staffers. Let's start off with Danny Phantom. Danny actually writes some fantasy articles all throughout the week. He does starts and sits and waiver wire recommendations and things like that. Uh, so it's fitting that we're starting with him. Danny Phantom. What do you think, my man? What do you think happens this afternoon when the Dallas Cowboys host the New York Giants? It's Dan Rogers on Twitter at DannyPhantom24. What do you get when you cross the worst offense in the league with the worst defense? Well, we're about to find out because the Giants offense are dead last in points scored and the Cowboys defense are dead last in points allowed. Something's got to give. Now, there will be times where Daniel Jones will look pretty good and that will be hard to watch. But look for Demarcus Lawrence to wreak havoc as the Cowboys pass rush shows up. And Jones is just begging to give the ball away, so let's oblige him. And dare I say the Cowboys win the turnover battle? Cowboys offense needs to not get complacent and keep their foot on the gas. If they do that, they'll come away with a win. This one will be closer than we want it to be, but give me the Cowboys, 27-23. I will disagree with Danny on one point, and I hope I'm really wrong. I don't think DeMarcus Lawrence shows up in this game because I don't think any Cowboys defensive player shows up. I don't think they will play well. I think they will they will be enough for the Cowboys to win, but I don't think that they will have this heroic performance. We heard all and maybe maybe I'm just sour. Maybe you're sour because I I have a feeling that that idea is shared by a lot of Cowboys fans um but we, we heard all week you know different quotes you know from the Cowboys defensive players um you know we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're, we're you know so stop talking we're, you know whatever I mean your general varsity blues cliches and I hate to be that guy because I really hate that like this guy that I'm about to be but prove it on the field I, I I'm I think and I think I speak for a lot of us uh in saying that you know I think we've all given the Cowboys defense the benefit of the doubt a lot of times I think we've all defended the Cowboys defense to our friends and our family and online and whatever the case may be I think we've all gone out on those limbs and I think we're so far out on those limbs we're hovering out in space we've fallen down we've collapsed we're like Miles Morales trying to learn how to swing uh in the woods you know what I'm saying like it is it is really bad and so prove it to us and I will say right now and I think you agree with this it will be very unsettling i was going to say annoying it'll be very unsettling 
if the Cowboys defense does play well and then they come out and they pound their chest about it because you're playing the Giants. You are playing the worst offense in the NFL. And that's the unfortunate reality with sports in a lot of ways, right? People, they, they could, they could, you know, they could hold the Giants like 77 total yards, and that would be impressive, actually, even given the fact that it's the Giants. But people are at the point of exhaustion with this defense, where they're going to say, "So what? Do it next week against Kyler Murray," and they're simply going to have to. Um, I, I don't want to read too much into this, but you know, I'm a big social media guy, and I found it interesting that Demarcus Lawrence shared a photo on Instagram on Friday night, and it looked like. I certainly can't, you know, tell you for a fact because I don't run Demarcus Lawrence's Instagram account. But it looked like he disabled comments, so we'll see how this Dallas Cowboys defense plays this afternoon. But uh, thanks a lot to Danny for the submission. Let's talk to Dave Halpern. I talked last week about how I met Dave a long time ago. Dave, such great work for us at Blogging the Boys all throughout the day, all throughout the week, all throughout life. Dave is always hustling, always grinding to make sure that Blogging the Boys is the beautiful place that we all know and love. Dave, how do you think this game goes? My name is Dave Halpern, and I think that the Cowboys will win this week simply because the Giants are an awful team. Cowboys have their issues, but they can put points on the board, and they will outpace the Giants and win this game by a final score of 34-21. to My X-Factor is Ezekiel Elliott. He has had a rough start to the season, but he will prove himself in this game in both the running and passing game. I don't know what to do but laugh in the sense that we're all we're all like I mean the Cowboys going to win but it's cuz the Giants are terrible. I mean, you know like that is that is a rough place to be at, man. Thank goodness my Aggies got the dub because I've got that going for me. Um, I I like the notion that Dave is, is sort of encircling here in that Zeke could uh, play a factor here. Zeke has been bad. I mean, you know, I mentioned DeMarcus Lawrence a minute ago, um, and he's certainly one of the faces of frustration for people with the Cowboys. And Zeke isn't quite there, but, um, but Zeke has been disappointing. And so it will be interesting to see if Zeke does play well. But Dave did mention he's got 21 points for the Giants. That would be three touchdowns on the game. And that honestly isn't that embarrassing to allow three touchdowns in a game. It really is not. But, you know, if you're curious, the Cowboys have actually allowed at least three touchdowns in each of the last three first halves that they have played. That's right. (laughs) I'm talking in the first half against the Atlanta Falcons. And then in the first half against the Seattle Seahawks, and then in the first half against the Cleveland Browns, there were at least three touchdowns scored in all three of those first halves. So we'll see what happens there. Um, let's uh, you know, let's keep moving. Let's keep grooving. This is the pregame show, and if you are somebody who likes pregame shows, I cannot recommend enough the official Dallas Cowboys pregame show on the home of the Dallas Cowboys, 105.3 The Fan. My good friend Ari Temkin is the host of that production with Brian Broaddus, the great Brian Broaddus. And so Ari Temkin hosts a show for us as well here on the network, he and Roy White. Uh, our partners on broadcast and the boys you can hear them every thursday but you can hear ari right now telling you what he thinks is going to happen later on today it's ari temkin of the broadcasting the boys podcast with roy white and of course the dallas cowboys radio network where you can catch me doing cowboys and giants pregame starts at 12 30 on 105 through the fan across the dallas cowboys radio network and right now it's saturday and i'm watching the texas longhorns and Texas and the Dallas Cowboys look exactly the same. Just mistake after mistake and turnover. And let's just hope the Cowboys stop making crucial mistakes and killing their defense by turnovers against the Giants today. Because 
that's the biggest thing getting in the way of this Cowboys team. Minus seven in the turnover differential. Yeah, their defense is bad, but their defense was going to be bad. It's the turnovers that have killed and crippled this team. So my hope is we don't see turnovers against the Giants. My prediction is that the Cowboys win this one 27-13. Cowboys over the Giants, 27-13. You know, it really is a shame that Texas lost. I mean... It, imagine, imagine a world where you couldn't get a, an important college football win on Saturday, October 10th. Just, I, I can't imagine that reality. I can't because my school, my team got that dub. Whoop! Anyway, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, we've spent a lot of time here today and this week roasting the Cowboys defense. And Ari's right. Ari has a very fair point. You know, we certainly we get accused a lot of like boosting Dak. Dak is awesome, to be clear, and Dak is without question the best player on the Dallas Cowboys in the moment. But he is not flawless. We we will be the first people to tell you that Dak Prescott is not flawless, and Dak Prescott is part of the problem. I tweeted out earlier this week when the week began. Actually, the Dallas Cowboys have had forty nine possessions on the season. They have had one of those possessions begin on the plus side of the fifty yard line. Think about that. That is so astronomically unbelievably impossible i mean like it's actually difficult to accomplish you have to be a very special and a very particular type of bad to have that be the case for your nfl team yet it is the case for the dallas cowboys now to be fair we all bag on the defense and and they are very bad but the Cowboys offense has turned the ball over on their side of the field multiple times this season in multiple games. And that simply cannot happen. That cannot happen with the ball in Dak Prescott's hands, with the ball in Ezekiel Elliott's hands. And so they have to be better. There is no question about that. Um, but let's move on. Let's keep predicting. You know, we've got three Cowboys wins so far. Four if you if you count mine. Uh, let's, uh, let's hear what Tom Ryle has to say. Tom does such... I mean, he is one of the more inquisitive people around blogging the boys. He always offers a different spin, a different taste, a different flavor of what's happening with the Dallas Cowboys. Maybe he'll buck the trend here. Maybe he will not. Tom Ryle's prediction for Cowboys Giants right here. This is Tom Ryle. Uh, this is one of those weeks when you're just going back and forth trying to decide if you're being realistic or just wildly paranoid about a football game because the Cowboys have found so many ways to lose the past four weeks. Now you have to wonder, can they figure out how to win? If there's ever a game where that should be doable, it's against the New York Giants because the Giants, frankly, are one of the few teams that's just worse than the Cowboys. Um, I really don't know uh, what to look at for an X factor this week uh, other than it's probably going to just come down to whether the Cowboys still have the turnover bug. If they can just hang on to the ball, they should be able to cruise to an easy win. I'm going to go with the prediction that things are actually going to play out the way they should in this game. And I see the that the uh, Jason Garrett-led Giants are probably going to settle for a lot of manageable third downs and field goals. So I'm looking for about a 31-16 to 16 Cowboys win. That was honestly, I think, the most fair prediction of how this game will probably go. And we're using the word probably because it is the Cowboys, right? And and Tom is right. The Cowboys have found a number of unique and splendid and innovative ways to to, uh, to lose and to play football. And look, there there is something to like getting punched in the mouth. And 
I I said this earlier in the week. I don't know the last time that and and I realize I'm basing this off of my perception. That's a horrible barometer, but for the purposes of this conversation, I can't remember the last time that the Cowboys got as publicly dragged as they did this past week. I mean, th- there were people on every major network making videos, calling out their efforts, saying they were lazy and lackadaisical. And then you had the Xavier Woods quote, which, again, we could debate that all day long, but certainly did not help things in the vacuum of the moment. And so, I, I mean, it, 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 you know, and that's kind of where I'm at. Um, in terms of difficulty here, because Tom brought up Jason Garrett, and obviously that's a big subplot to this game. And I know you don't want to hear any praise to Jason Garrett, especially today. I get it. However, and we said this all the time, um, you know, last year and, and before that, the hallmark of Dallas Cowboys teams under Jason Garrett was that they never quit on him. They never did. Uh, up until the end, right? Up until, you know, about, we'll say Thanksgiving last year, Chicago the week after, whatever. But think about, it was it was around this time last year. It was actually October 19th, 2019. The Cowboys hosted the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday Night Football coming off that horrible loss to the New York Jets. Remember, they were 3-0. and They dropped three games in a row. So they fell to 3-3. and They had lost to the Jets. The whole world was making fun of them, wondering if this was the end for Jason Garrett, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They host the Philadelphia Eagles. They beat them 37-10. to And that was kind of the way Jason Garrett's teams always responded. After they got punched in the mouth, they stood their ground and survived. And I am, at the very least, anxious to see if the team has that same disposition under Mike McCarthy or if that element of them has changed with the coaching change and everything that followed. But uh, our final prediction from our final staff predictioner, uh, predictor, whatever the, you know, whatever words are hard, uh, Roy White. <laughs> we already had his uh, his other half from broadcast. The boys, Ari Tim, Ari Tim can give us uh, his call. Uh, Roy White, what do you think happens today with the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants? Hey, Cowboys Nation and Blogging the Boys Nation, this is Roy White at RW3 with a Cowboys-Giants preview. The Cowboys host the New York Football Giants at AT AT&T Stadium, and I am sure the Cowboys are looking at each other in that locker room and thanking their lucky stars that the New York Football Giants have come along. A week after disappointing against a Browns team that many people picked them to beat, allowing Miles Garrett, who is an exceptional pass rusher, to run wild for three quarters of that game. The Cowboys are looking at the opponent this weekend and thanking the fact that they will not have to face a player anywhere close to the players they faced a week ago. Yes, Leonard Williams, former first-round draft pick, can still be a viable pass rusher on the interior for the New York Football Giants, but outside of that, there is certainly no one that compares to the talent level of Miles Garrett. That's great news for the new right tackle and left tackle in Brandon Knight and Terrence Steele. Now, we have seen them paired together before, but just remember with Tyron Smith going down earlier this week with a neck injury, we're going to get to see a lot more of them, and that will probably have Cowboys fans be terrified. Thankfully, again, they're not facing the type of talent they faced in the Cleveland Browns on the defensive side of the ball and on the offensive side of the ball, they won't be facing that type of talent 
either. Saquon Barkley out for the season. So they're relying on a trio of running backs by the names of Deion Lewis, Devontae Freeman, and Wayne Gallman. None of those should strike fear into the heart of the Cowboys defense, who has been unimpressive against the run. They should take that personally coming into this game and make sure that they shut these three down. As far as the passing game is concerned, Daniel Jones will give them opportunities for a defense desperate for turnovers this season, creating just two thus far through four games. Daniel Jones is the cure for what ails them. Not only has he thrown an interception in at least every game so far this season, he's also fumbled the ball three times, losing two of them. This will be a chance for the Cowboys to right some of the wrongs of the early portion of this season. Weapon-wise, Darius Slayton doesn't scare you. Golden Tate's gotten old and slow. The Cowboys' defense should actually be able to handle the weapons that the Giants can throw at them. Evan Ingram, the tight end, might be the most dangerous matchup to keep an eye on in this game for the Cowboys' defense. I expect Dak to sling it around as he has done for four weeks straight. An offense that has scored at least 17 points in all four games this season faces a Giants offense that has failed to score 17 points in in any game this season. Yes, they played against much more quality defenses than the Cowboys have been thus far, but again, the Cowboys should be feeling pretty good about facing this Giants team, and I think they right the ship with a victory 28-23 over the New York football Giants. Roy has me feeling optimistic. I'm being, you know, and, and I'm glad we went from Tom to Roy, because I went from, this kind of makes sense. All right, let's do it. Let's get gassed up. Let's do it. Let's beat the Giants. And that's kind of how I feel. Um, I'm, you know, I'm certainly rooting for, you know, the Cowboys. And I saw, uh, I saw a meme this week uh, from B2B alum Joey Ikes, and it was, uh, it was like a cartoon drawing of a, of a grumpy old man holding uh, an umbrella in like a, a rainy situation over somebody um and I, I think there was like a logo of a cowboy star like over the, the whatever and it said just because i'm mad doesn't mean i stopped caring and i think that's all of us like we're all upset and we're all bothered and we're all embarrassed and we're all just stunned at the level of ineptitude that we have seen in certain instances but we are still hopeful and that's both our flaw and our greatest characteristic. And so I've got the Cowboys winning. I had an offer to score up yet. I will say 27 to 24. I think it's close. And I really, I, I, I think we're sweating it out at the end. I, I, I would, I'll even say I think it's a game-winning field goal. And I think that there are people that will be upset that it took a game-winning field goal to beat the New York Giants. And the last thing I'll say, it was a year ago this weekend. It wasn't October 11th, but it was October 13th. It was a year ago this weekend that the Dallas Cowboys needed a win badly. I mean, badly. They were they had just lost two games in a row. They needed a win badly against a football team from New York. And they lost to the New York Jets 24-22. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> These are facts. I mean, and so I hate, I hate to end on that note, but, you know, just be cautious. That's all I'm saying. Uh, whatever happens with the Cowboys and the Giants, you will hear from me shortly following the game on our official Dallas Cowboys postgame show here on the Blog of the Boys Podcast Network. So make sure you subscribe to the aforementioned Blog of the Boys Podcast Network so you get all of our wonderful shows. I will have our postgame wrap-up. We will have a new episode of Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles and Meg Murray on Monday afternoon and the usual slate of our fantastic productions all throughout the rest of the week as we get ready for a Monday night football game. This is actually the last game the Cowboys are going to play 
play on a Sunday for a couple of weeks. Uh, so at least uh, at least next Sunday we'll have the Red Zone channel to explore all day long. Let's get that dub. Let's get that dub. Let's get that dub. We'll talk to you after the game.